welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. Well, thanks everybody for joining once again and connecting and welcome home. I want you to lean in today and really take to heart the things that God wants to give, the things that God wants to show us, the things that God wants to speak to you and minister to you. And I want to read out of a scripture that we visited on several times early on in the pandemic. And I want to come back to this verse. And it's really been one of our themes. There's been several, but it's been one of our themes in this church and what we're expecting and believing for in um, in our lives and through our lives. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus, how God anointed Jesus. He said, you know, of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good as a result of the anointing of the Holy Spirit and power. God was anointed. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. And two things happened or the two primary things that he did because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon his life. It says how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So notice this. It says he went about doing good. He was doing good, constantly doing good. You know, this is what God has anointed us to do as well. The same anointing that is that was on Jesus life is on our lives. And I want to talk to you about the anointing on your life, because the word anointing is a powerful word. It means that there's that there is a power to destroy the yoke, to bur- to break the burden, to destroy the yoke, to lift the burden off of your life or off of the lives of others. The anointing throughout Scripture talks about how it uh, the, 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 it is the power of God that removes burdens and destroys yokes. Acts chapter 10, verse 27, or excuse me, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27 in the King James Bible, it says exactly that, that the anointing removes burdens and destroys yokes. And so here Jesus is that walking in this anointing, this anointing that removes the burdens and is destroys the yokes. Look at it, what it says in this verse, because of the anointing, because of the anointing that yokes are destroyed, burdens are destroyed and removed because of the anointing. So back in Acts 10, 38, where it talks about Jesus anointed to do what to do good. God's called us to look for the good, to remember the good, to expect the good and to do the good by doing good. We're changing the world one life at a time. And then it says, and healing all that were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So oppression is from the devil. Oppression is the force that comes against us that tries to remove from us the power to determine our own lives and our own future. Oppression is to rob from somebody, to take from somebody the power to determine their own life and to 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 determine their own future. That's what oppression is. To be oppressed means that somebody else is in control of your life and somebody else is in control of your future and your destiny and no one else is in control of it. And that's why the anointing once understood when you understand this anointing that is in you, this anointing that comes on you, you're going to be able to do good and to heal all and to free yourself and others from being oppressed and the power of God being removed from them. Man, 
we're delivered from that oppression. You're delivered from that oppression. And that's what the anointing does. No one else in this universe has the power to control your life. And when you feel controlled by life, by finances, by sickness, disease, by any other human being, that's oppression. And God wants to deliver us from oppression. He wants us to deliver others from being in bondage and being in oppression. So I want to talk to you about this anointing that does all of that. It removes burdens. It destroys yokes. It causes us to do good everywhere we go, to be the good everywhere we go and to heal all who were oppressed by the devil, including ourselves. When we feel that oppression, when we feel like someone else or something else is controlling my life, Jesus created us to be controlled by our own spirit, directed and led by the Holy Spirit, but in control of ourselves, in control of our emotions, in control of our choices, in control of our attitudes. See, the anointing gives you control. It gives you the power so that nothing else in life can control you. So this anointing is very powerful and very, very important in our lives. And so I want to talk to you about the anointing on your life, the miracles of this anointing that is on your life. The original word for this word anointed, anointed or anointing, it means to smear with oil, to smear something with oil, to cover something with oil, to rub oil in. And so oil represents the Holy Spirit in the Bible. It represents the anointing where you see um, anointing with oil for healing in the book of James, chapter uh, five. He talks about anointing the sick with oil and healing will flow through that anointing. So there's an anointing that rubs the, the power of God on your life or rubs the power of God on your situation. That's the anointing. Now watch this. Go over to first Samuel, chapter 10, first Samuel, chapter 10. And I want to talk. I want to show you some of the benefits of this great, powerful anointing that is in your life, because remember. As he is, so are we in this world. So if Jesus was anointed, you're anointed. You're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You have the same anointing that he has. Romans 8, 11 says you have the same spirit that he has. And listen, we need to go through life realizing we've got this power. We need to go through pandemics and realize we've got this power to do good, to heal all, to destroy the yokes, to remove the burdens. We've got this anointing. You have this anointing. You're not powerless in this world. You got power, love and a sound mind. I'm I'm excited about this, as you can tell, because I don't want us to be victims of any condition that is going on in this world. We don't have to be the victims of the sickness, disease, virus, the the pandemic, the effects of it. We, we're, we're more than conquerors. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You're the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. Man, you need to be reminded sometimes we all need to be reminded sometimes of who we are. We're above and not beneath. We're the sons and daughters of God. We have the anointing to remove burdens. We have the anointing to destroy yokes. We have the anointing to heal the sick. We have the anointing to heal whoever is oppressed. We have the anointing to do good and to be the good that this world needs. And it desperately needs some people that are anointed with some goodness of God on their lives. Amen. And that goodness is following me all the days of my life. How about you? Yes, it is. It's following you all the days of your life, too. Now, look at first Samuel, chapter 10, and we're really going to see the anointing here in verse one. It says, then Samuel took a vial of oil and he poured it upon Saul's head. So now we see this anointing, right? He Samuel, the prophet, takes this 
oil and begins to pour it on Saul's head. Saul is going to become the first king of Israel. And the Bible says he poured the oil on his head and he kissed him. Boy, there's something about the kiss of a prophet. Samuel took the vial of oil, poured it on his head and then he kissed Saul. You know, a kiss is a when you think about it in this term, it's not a a kiss of affection. It's a kiss of impartation. It's the kiss of God's power in your life when it when and in a kiss, there's an exchange of breath, right? In a kiss, there's an exchange of every whatever's in you gets on that person that you kiss. And when when the prophet kisses Saul, he's breathing the anointing into his life. And listen to what he says. Is it not because the Lord has anointed you? This is why Samuel says, I'm putting this oil on you. It is because the Lord has anointed you say the Lord has anointed me just right where you're sitting. Just say that the Lord has anointed me. And notice what he says. The Lord has anointed me or anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance, to be captain over his inheritance. I've got a teaching coming up in a couple of weeks that I've been preparing for and I'm excited about this concept of being a captain over our inheritance. Talk more about that. But I want you to know, do you know you have an inheritance? Do you know that God has an inheritance for you? Do you know that the Bible says that in Romans chapter eight, verse 17, that we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ? We are joint heirs, fellow heirs, joint heirs. And the heir represents the inheritance. We're heirs of the inheritance. In other words, whatever belongs to Jesus belongs to us because we're in Christ, because we're in him. We are heirs, equal heirs, fellow heirs, joint heirs with Christ in his inheritance. Whatever his inheritance is, what the father passed on to him is our inheritance. What he has passed on to us. We are joint heirs. Well, it's powerful now. Back to um, first Samuel, chapter 10. So God has anointed us to be captains, not captives, to be captains over the inheritance. It all comes from him. It's his inheritance, but he makes us captains over it. He makes us joint heirs with it. And I want you to see what happens when he's anointed. Now, Saul has been anointed by Samuel. And what happens? Watch the the effects of this anointing in Saul's life. In verse two, it says, now, when you go from me today, then you will find two men close to Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelza. And they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. So Saul and his servant were searching for his father's donkeys. They were donkeys represent how we make a living. Donkeys are for travel. Donkeys are for trade. Donkeys are for um, work in the field. Donkeys are a form of of wealth or a form of finances, a form of substance. And Saul, while looking for his his father's donkeys, 
runs into the prophet Samuel. And Samuel says, you're going to meet two guys and here's what they're going to say to you. The donkeys which you went to look for have been found. In other words, what was lost has been found. You see what the anointing does when the anointing came upon Saul. The first thing that happened was what was lost had been found. I want you to expect that this year because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit in you, the anointing of the Holy Spirit on you. The kiss of God in your life, the breath of God, which is his scripture, his word, his promises. The donkeys which you went to look for have been found. What has been lost? Whatever was lost. You've been looking for what's lost in 2020. 2021 It's going to be found. It is found. Jesus found it. He's going to restore. He's going to restore. He's going to restore. He's going to restore. So the donkeys which you look went to look for have been found. So the first thing that happens through this anointing is the restoration of what was lost, the restoration of what was lost. Who's ready for some restoration this year of what's been lost? We started out praying that we started singing that and then we prayed it and now we're seeing it in scripture. And I didn't know what the team was going to sing. They didn't know what I was going to pray. They didn't know what we what we were going to talk about. But God's ordering our steps, isn't he? He's ordering our steps. So the first thing you should expect this year because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit in your life. Is the restoration of what's been lost, the restoration. God will restore time to you. He's going to restore finances to you. He's going to restore health to you. He's going to restore lost opportunities. He's going to restore lost chances. He's going to restore all these things. Get ready for the power of restoration in your life today. Number two, it says and it goes on to say in verse three, then you will go further from there. Then you will go further. Then you will go on 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 further. Man, there's a lot of people that have been stuck and it's time to go on further. It's time to make progress. It's time to move ahead. It's time to stop being bound to what has bound you. Stop being stuck to what has held you back. The anointing delivers you from going backwards and it delivers you from standing still. The anointing releases you into going forward. This is what I call divine progress. So the first thing that happened when the when the anointing came upon Saul was there was divine restoration. The second thing that happened is there's divine progress. He says you're going to go further. You're going to go further than you've ever been. You're going to go further in God, further in the power, further in the anointing, further in your destiny, further in your success, further in your impact. Who's ready to go further? That's what the anointing does. It takes you further. It takes you farther. It takes you past your boundaries. It takes you past whatever's limited you up to this point. You are going to make supernatural divine progress, not just a little here and a little there, but I'm talking about Holy Spirit anointed, baptized power of progress going further than you've ever gone before. Mm, That's what happens because of the anointing. 
better get in on this thing and realize what you're anointed to do. Realize what this anointing can do. We got to stop thinking of the anointing as some just some feeling that just makes us feel spiritual. That's not what the anointing is. The anointing does these things. It restores you with divine restoration of what you've been looking for and what's been lost. It anoints you to go further and to make progress, to go beyond your limitations, beyond your physical, personal abilities or skills. This is supernatural progress. You've been working at this, but God's going to give you this business. You've been working at this level and all of a sudden you're at that level. That's supernatural progress. Get ready for promotion. Get ready to go further. Get ready for progress. Get ready for an advancement. Get ready for favor to surround you like a shield. That's what happens because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We're not meant to live in this life in the natural, limited by this physical conditions of this world. We're anointed to live above and beyond, to go further. He's going to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond all that we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. Are you kidding? I'm not settling for something, some Christian mealy mouth life without power, without the Holy Spirit, without the anointing. No, we have the power of God. I know you might think this is this guy's just too crazy, too excited. But let me tell you something. We don't have to live under the limitations of what's happening in this world. We're the head and not the tail. We've been seated, not defeated. We mm, that. You better watch out. I better. I might say that again. Watch that anointing. Come on. you. You've been seated and you cannot be defeated. Amen. Woo! we've been seated with him. Take your seat. Sit with me. Let's sit with him. He invites us to sit with him. Let's not settle for the seat of the scoffer or settle for the seat of the scorner. We've been given the seat of the most high. We've been been, we've been seated with Christ in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Then look at what look at what happens next. This, this is what the anointing does. Woo! Then you will meet three men. Going up to, he says in verse three, you go on further divine progress, and then you will come to the hill, the oak of Tabor, and there three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you. Wow, there's so much here. First of all, he says you're going to meet three men. Now, I know some of you ladies are like, I just need to meet one. I don't I don't I, I don't need three. I just need one. Hallelujah. Well, OK, that's a different topic, a different subject for a different day. That's coming too. Amen. Mm. But he said, well, actually, you probably need to meet three to decide which one you like best. But that's not what this is talking about, although you can apply it for that. But Here's what he's talking about. This is called divine relationships. You're going to meet and be surrounded with the right people. You see, the anointing brings you in to the right relationships, divine relationships. So we have divine restoration of what's been lost. We have divine progress moving forward and going further than we ever have before. And now we have divine relationships. You see that? And what kind of relationships are divine relationships? Because aren't all relationships the same? No, because he describes these three men and where they're going. It says you're going to meet three men going up to God, going up to God, going up, going up, going up. Oh, man, this is about having divine relationships that help you go up. You know, 
How many know we've had enough relationships in our life of people that pulled us down? Isn't it time that you be surrounded? That's why the church is so important. That's why being part of a church family is so vital. That's why being connected to our global community at Life Changers is so important because you're connecting with people that are going up. They're going up. You know, a lot of people are just going sideways. Some people are going down, but we're going up every day. We're going further. We're going higher. It's time to think higher. It's time to live on the up and not the down above and not beneath. You see, you got to be surrounded by people that are going up. They're going up. And then notice what he says. They're carrying. Three young goats, another three loaves of bread and another carrying a jug of wine. Wow. Wonder what this represents. You know what it represents. It represents the body and the blood of Jesus. In other words, this is who we're supposed to be connected to those that are the body of Jesus brought together and unified by the blood of the lamb. Boy, if you get a hold of this today. That you. Are a part of. The anointed body of Christ, well, this speaks of also communion and in our in our next service, we'll take communion together. One of our services, look for it online to take communion with your church family. The one brought the three goats, three kids, three you know lambs, basically three loaves of bread and a jug of wine. Wonder if that represents the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, when it represents the body and blood of Jesus. Absolutely. And it represents a common a connection to people that have this in common. We might not have the same nationality or the same ethnicity or the same color or the same financial status or whatever divides people. It doesn't divide us because we're united by the blood of Jesus to be connected together. You see, when the anointing of the Holy Spirit is working in your life, it works best when you're connected, when you're plugged in, when you're going with people that are going up. We're going up. We're going up. So divine. Relationships and divine presence, because these guys represent either the Father, Son or Holy Spirit, or they represent people that we need to be connected to. And in both of those examples or applications of scripture. We know that we're we have we have God's divine presence. And we can have God's divine relationships. You know, I think sometimes we 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 go to church or we stay connected to our church as long as things are going good in our lives. But if things start going bad, we sometimes distance ourselves. Well, look, when things are going bad, draw closer. Don't pull away. Draw closer. The Bible says when we're planted in God's house, that's when we flourish. It's when we flourish. So divine relationships are so important. The body of Christ is so important. The blood of Jesus Christ is so important. And it says in verse four, and they will greet you and they will give you two loaves of bread, which you will accept from them. Now, watch this. This is divine provision. 
In other words, they're going to take of what they have and they're going to and they're going to give some of it to you. In other words, Saul didn't do anything to earn or deserve this bread. This is divine provision receiving. He says you are to receive it. You are to accept it. You are to receive this bread. You are to accept it. In other words, we have to realize that God will always provide for us, but we have to receive it. We have to accept it. We have to take the help. We have to receive. The provision. God's offering it. We got to stop having false humility. No, 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 I don't need. I, I have enough for me. Well, maybe God wants to. Ha- God wants you to have more so you can share with others. So you don't just have enough for you, which is a little self-centered. But when you have enough. To be a blessing to others, that's that's where life gets really fun. That's where life is really lived. Divine provision that God will supernaturally provide for you. Even when. You've lost everything or you lost something, he's going to provide for you with divine provision. All right. And then verse five, he says, and afterward, you will come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is, because when you have the anointing, you can handle the Philistines. The anointing enables you to face your trouble. It empowers you to face any circumstance or any negative thing that tries to come on you. And so he says, you'll You'll come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is. It shall be as soon as you have come there to the city, you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with harp, tambourine, flute, lyre before them, and they will be prophesying. What will these people be doing? They'll be it looked like they're praising God with all these instruments and they're prophesying. And he says in verse six, then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you mightily. So what does the anointing do? The spirit of the Lord will come upon you mightily and you shall prophesy with them. You shall prophesy with them. So listen, I want you to understand how powerful this anointing is, this anointing that's on you. It's on you. You're sitting at home and you're like, I, I'm just a mechanic. The anoint- yes, the anointing's on you. I'm a housewife. The anointing. Yes, the anointing's on, on you. Well, I'm just, you know, somebody who just is a teacher at school or I'm just homeschooling my kids or I'm just, you know, have my little business where I'm just selling masks or whatever your business is or whatever you do. You need to understand something. You have the power. The anointing of the Holy Spirit will empower you to prophesy with people that are actually prophets like you can prophesy. We're not all called to be prophets, but we're all called to prophesy. To prophesy means to speak forth that we have the privilege and the power now to speak forth healing, to speak forth the provision of God, to speak forth the mountains to be moved, to speak forth joy, to speak forth peace, to speak forth freedom. See, the anointing of the Holy Spirit empowers you to prophesy to your day, to prophesy to your morning. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it to prophesy to your circumstances. I'm not going to be held back. I'm not going to be put down. God is going to raise me up. I have all that I need. I'm going up, not down. I'm moving forward, not backward. That is what you have to be able to speak. You have to. The Holy Spirit gives you the power to prophesy like that. And then look at what happens. Not only will the anointing enable you to prophesy, 
but you will be changed. The anointing will change you. So we have the anointing to prophesy, which I call divine authority. And we have the anointing to be changed into another man. I call that divine transformation, divine transformation. And I want you to see this. In verse nine. Then it happened. Mm. Then it happened. Mm. You almost want to skip over that, but let's not. Then it happened. Then it happened. Then it happened. Then it happened. You know, there's a lot of things in our lives that haven't happened yet. But God tells us here in verse nine and promises us here in verse nine. Then it happened. Then it happened because of the anointing. Then it happened. Then it happened because of the Holy Spirit. Then it happened. Then it happened because of God's promise. Then it happened. Then it happened because of the breath of God's word. Then it happened. Then it happened. Then it happened. What happened? This is what I call divine manifestation. Who's ready for divine manifestation in your life? So let's let's close this morning and let's um, review what do we have because of the Holy Spirit and the anointing upon our lives. We have the anointing of divine restoration. The first thing is the restoration of what's been lost. That's divine restoration. Then we have in verse three to go on further. We have divine progress. Then we have you'll meet three men going up to God, divine relationships. Then we have you'll face the Philistines. You'll have the anointing to face your trouble. And you will prophesy with the prophets, divine authority. And then you'll be changed into another man or woman, be changed, your divine transformation. You'll be changed. You will be changed. He doesn't say you will change yourself. He says this is what's going to happen to you, not by you. The anointing. Changes you. Divine transformation and then verse nine, then it happened, then it happened, then it happened. Divine manifestation. Come on. That's what happens. That's what you're anointed for. That's what God has anointed you to do. That's what God has anointed you for or has the anointing does these things. And this anointing is on you and in you. Let's pray together with every head. Well, every head bowed wherever you are watching. (laughs) I want everybody to pray this with me. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your savior and Lord, pray this out loud with me. Say, Heavenly Father, just pray that Heavenly Father, if you'd like to be saved, just pray that if you'd like to be sure you're going to heaven when you die, pray that Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died for my sins. I believe Jesus rose from the dead. And I receive him as my savior. And as my Lord. The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all my sins. And I am now a child of God. If you prayed that prayer today, congratulations, you just made the greatest decision of your life. There should be a link on your screen or a link in the comment box. How depending on what platform you're watching this on, click that link, get the book, 
download that book. It's my gift to you for free. It's a book I did called The Power of a New Life. It takes you through the next steps of this Christian journey and this walk with God. Okay, so make sure to get that and stay connected. And for everybody, let's pray this together. Say in the name of Jesus, the same spirit that anointed Jesus anoints me, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Therefore, I'm expecting because of the anointing, I'm expecting divine restoration. I'm expecting divine progress. I'm expecting divine relationships. I'm expecting divine authority. I'm expecting divine transformation and I'm expecting divine manifestation of all of these things in Jesus name. Amen. Well, I love you guys. I'm so grateful to be able to be connected and to stay connected. I pray every day for you and I want God's best for you. And God has connected us in this special way through this season to be able to be a part of a global community, to be local and to be global all at the same time is a miracle to be connected around the world is a miracle to have stayed connected this long for 10 or 11 months now. Since the pandemic started, it's a miracle. To still be standing, it's a miracle. To be standing together is the greatest privilege and blessing of our lives because we are the body of Christ and the church is the greatest hope for all that ails mankind. Let's stay connected. Let's stay together. We're better together. I love you guys and we'll see you at our next service. God bless. Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed that powerful message. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast for more amazing messages like what you just heard. You can also search for Gregory Dickow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter for tons of great content throughout the week.